Hello, and welcome back to They Made Another One? Where each week we discuss an often forgotten installment in a franchise and see if you should check it out for yourself. I'm your host, Corey, and it's just me today, so we have had a few things on our end with the TMAO boys that have made getting a regular episode out a bit of a challenge, and so we've got a little bit of special bonus programming here for you. Cue the fantastical air horns that psych everybody up here. And with all those sorted, so what we've got is, um, you've heard me talk about MK PodQuest. You've heard Neil on the show. He's the guy that I do that with. We talk about Mortal Kombat ephemera, essentially. And it started with um, Mortal Kombat Conquest, the TV show from the 90s. What you're going to hear today, uh, instead of a traditional they made another one is our first departure away from that television show with an animated cgi tape called mortal Kombat: the journey begins it's a it's a weird animated movie that sort of retells the beginning of the story of mortal Kombat, and it's not too inside baseball so you should be able to keep up just okay and uh, Liam and Mitch will return. They will be back next week. We have some really exciting stuff lined up for the next few weeks as we get into the Christmas season as well. We think it'll be really great. But for now, what you'll hear once I'm done is this special episode of MK PodQuest. And if you'd like to check that out, that's going to be MK PodQuest on all of your services. Um, in the great tradition of Mitch, I'll give you his plugs here. And if you'd like to find Liam anywhere on the internet, you can find his film writing alter ego, Graham the Haunted Marshmallow, on Twitter and Letterboxd at Graham the Mallow. And you can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Mr. Corey Price. Now, I'm still going to go through the usual. If you want to check out They Made Another One, that's They Made Another on Twitter, TMAO on Letterboxd, or you can send us an email at TMAOPodcast at gmail.com with your questions, comments, and your thoughts on this Mortal Kombat detour that we've decided to take this week. And we'd like to thank Jade Dickinson for our great thumbnail art. You can find her on Instagram at Jade Sketches. And with all that out of the way, here is Neil and I with our discussion of Mortal Kombat. The journey begins on They Made Another One. So, you know, sometimes we have a funny haha cold open bit where everybody laughs and jokes, right? But, sure. um, uncharted territory, this. Yeah. We've not been here before. We, uh, we're back in the saddle. We're not here to talk about Mortal Kombat Conquest. Very, very strange feeling, honestly. I wish we were. We are talking about something that can <laughs> kind of bridge the gap between Conquest and, and what happens next. Some might say, um, Neil, our new journey is beginning. Hey. Some people might say that. Gunshots, <laughs> 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 shots, air horns, clown honks. <laughs> just gotta be, I'm gonna put all of them in. The, right gang, there. the gang's all here, baby. We gotta start on a strong footing. <laughs> just all on top of each other. Look, man. There's only so many ways we could top last week's episode. Sure. One of them might be all of the sound effects get played. <laughs> so we need of... we need this the Seven Eleven door sound. <laughs> we need. We gotta bring we that guy back. All. You know what? Uh, for being based on the Mortal Kombat movie. Uh, Journey Begins left out one key character, so you might say that this show has a reptile dysfunction. Hey, welcome back, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't forced at all. <laughs> no, 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 no. No. You kidding me? No, we don't We do not do that. I gotta say, you know what was really weird about this? No. That when writing out Combat Crew, I was not referring to the Combat Crew anymore when I took oh, notes. I, I think we need a new a new term. I called them the new crew in my notes after a minute. I didn't call them anything. They did not get a name. Let's also be me. real. I don't know how deep we need to go on in terms of we names. We don't. Because we're not going we to be with this trio for very long, you know, because... Uh, it's just them. Somebody's going to die in one of the movies. Hey, it's them. Yeah. It's our, it's our boys. Those boys. We are talking about... Mortal Kombat, The Journey Begins, the animated special prequel to the first movie 
that came out in uh, 1995. This is uh, within this podcast episode. Hate includes to Mortal Kombat 3 await you. <laughs> they are cut from the Blu-ray version. I think they're cut from the version you watched also. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't learn shit about Mortal Kombat 3. I got fucking lied to. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever uploaded that version should have just put a note at the bottom that just says gamefacts.com. <laughs> <laughs> Cowards. But uh, yeah, interesting transition. I'm going to start up front here. We got to see our boy Kung Lao, great Kung Lao, in a limited capacity in this. That's not our boy. That's not the great Kung Lao I, I prescribed to. It's not Paolo Montalban, but it's it's the nope. same. All right. It doesn't hit my heart in the same way. It, absolutely not. But here's the big thing that made me feel a little bit more at home was the awful CGI environments. Holy fuck. What, okay, we got to Give me talk some good Zhuzhen vibes for sure. <laughs> what the f- what the fuck was the plan? <laughs> like behind the scenes, right? Yeah. Who who Lawrence do we need to talk? <laughs> who the fuck was like, you know what we should do probably? We should get really inexpensive 2D hand-drawn animation for the characters, right? Cuz they got to yeah. be legible. Sure. And then what if I got my 12-year-old nephew to rig us up some models and they'll just fight and hear me out i think with all of the resources we have this animation could be done in about 45 minutes by which i do not mean the runtime i mean the production i'm not sure what your complaint is if that is in fact the setup that's pretty good well i mean it doesn't look spectacular well i got i got a little bit of insight for you in regards to that we're getting straight into this one this is a new era we do shorter introductory bits apparently i don't think that will last but no let's do i do have a pitch here let's do the neil nook first and then jump into a Corey corner real small corner this week yeah ain't shit happened (laughs) but uh yeah let's let's just fill people in a little bit so uh i'm over in the neil nook so Corey, uh why don't you come here Welcome to the Neil Nook. It's Gucci. Because he says it in this, that way. At he least says once. it. He does. All right. I'm there. So this animated special was released on VHS in April 1995. It sure was. It was directed by a man named Joseph Francis, who has one IMDb credit, and it is Mortal Kombat Journey Begins. Power to him. That's a flex. It is written by Kevin Droney, who we're going to talk more about in the next episode because he is the guy who wrote the Mortal Kombat movie. Okay. He also wrote this, so I'm not going to so give there's it all no, away. So there's no excuse for these lore inconsistencies. Well. He wrote the movie. I want to talk about our voice cast here, okay? Yeah. These are all professional voice actors, very long filmographies mm-hmm. to dig through, so I'm not going to... if. If you know any of these things, any things that I miss, Corey, jump right in. But I won't. We got Jeff Bennett as Johnny Cage and Scorpion. He uh, did voices on Adventure Time, Ben 10. He was Merlin in Kingdom Hearts 3. Let, let your heart be your guiding key. He did voices on Legend of Korra. Here's the big one. Well, there's two big ones. Here's the, the first big, big one. Mortal Kombat, the journey begins, I figured, but okay. Okay. <laughs> Jeff Bennett is the voice of Johnny Bravo. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. And he was also the voice of Hogue in Kipo and the Age of Wonder Beasts. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> we just, I just, I talked a lot of shit a little bit ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, um, it's been real. <laughs> I'm going to go hide in the cave now. Let's move on. <laughs> We've got Jim Cummings as Shang Tsung and Sub-Zero. Uh, again, he's just been around for forever. He was Pete in Goof Troop. Okay. He is Tigger in all things Winnie the Pooh. This includes being Pete and Tigger in the Kingdom Hearts games. Let your heart be your guiding key. Again. And he was Dr. Robotnik in the Saturday morning Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon. Which one? This is crucial. The good one. The Freedom Fighters Which one. one. Oh, okay. So not the one I watched when I was a kid. I watched the other one. Yeah. He, uh, he has a credit. AKA the good one. He has a credit for that one too, but I think it was for an earlier version, not... Is he the chicken robot? Scratch? No. Yeah, he was <laughs> He was credited as Scratch. It, I don't really? think he is though. <laughs> anyway. Let's say, that... let's say he is. There's an inconsistency on the IMDb for that. I think he may have done an earlier version than what we actually got. Doesn't matter. 
the Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon production schedule back then was wild. Torrid history. Yes. We don't need to get into that here. Stay tuned for my new podcast. Yeah. Somebody else can fuck with that. That's above my pay grade personally. We've got Ron Feinberg as Raiden slash Goro. Man, they were really trying to hire as few actors as humanly possible. Sure. He was on Alvin and the Chipmunks back in the day. I don't know who he played in that. He was just credited as voices on Alvin and the Chipmunks. So let's presume he played all three Chipmunks. Um, I think that means he did all the voices, doesn't it? I don't know. It could be. all Like everyone. Just said voices. Yeah. Then, yeah, he's all voices. Obviously, that's what that means. He was in the Transformers cartoon as headstrong he did voices on darkwing duck and he was titanus in the 80s ninja turtles cartoon who was he in kingdom hearts couldn't find kingdom hearts on his Mm. list sorry that's opportunity let's jump to uh randy hamilton who voiced Liu kang he he was a live action actor i mean i think i think they've all all of these people have had some live action credits but jesus you're sorting through a million entries to find them Randy Hamilton is Liu Kang. He did three episodes of Days of Our Lives. We had some Days of Our Lives actors in Conquest. He did an episode of TJ Hooker. I needed to write that down for some reason. Two episodes of Dynasty. I wrote that down because I think somebody on Conquest did an episode of Dynasty. I could be wrong. And that's all we care about. And he also did 140 episodes of a show called Texas from 1982. That's a <laughs> lot of fucking episodes. That's a lot of episodes for something nothing's, nobody's ever heard of. Yes. Let's talk about Jennifer Hale, who plays uh, Lieutenant Sonya Blade in this. Hold on. That name feels very familiar, and I want to find out why. That name should feel familiar. She's also a professional voice actor who's worked a ton. Uh, I guess I'll just get right to it. She voices Kronika in Mortal Kombat 11. Oh, shit. That's not even why that name was familiar to me. (laughs) Is it familiar to you because she's Sam from Totally Spies? No, but that fucking rules. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or voices the uh, female Commander Shepard in the Mass that's, Effect that's games. That's why. I haven't even that's played why. those, but I have a friend who's deeply, deeply, deeply into Mass Effect. And uh, that's why. But I didn't know about the Totally Spice thing. That's, that shreds. <laughs> yeah. And the Chronica thing was kind of unexpected. Yeah. No, I, I yeah. hadn't realized. You think she'd be done with Mortal Kombat? Like, no, I accomplished all I wanted to do with Journey Begins. I don't really need to revisit this franchise. But uh, they got her back somehow. That was a joke. This is supposed to be funny. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that was a joke. It's supposed to be funny. <laughs> well, you know, you can't win them all. <laughs> and uh happens uh, to the best of us. I've been there on this show a lot. We got organic crickets, just like old times. Yeah, dude, we're getting every sound effect in. That's the big thing, right? Hell you yeah. Know, we're playing the hits. We're trying to relive the glory days. Hey, hey, Corey, you left the nook. Are you over there? Oh, you're over there in the Corey corner, aren't you? Yeah. So, Neil, why don't you get over here? <laughs> Thank you for that. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Corey corner. <laughs> um. Okay. So, Mortal Kombat: The Journey Begins, and this journey begins on a boat in the ocean and at first you think uh sonia blade Liu kang and johnny cage are alone on this boat and uh somehow they're in the middle of the ocean they don't know why they're on this boat they don't even know who the captain of the boat is um (laughs) somehow uh there are like three other people on this boat but they're acting as if they're completely alone um sonia's mad her radio is not working nobody knows why they're there you know who all these characters are. I don't really need to set this up. It is revealed that Shang Tsung is the captain of the boat. Sub-Zero and Scorpion both are also on the boat. Yeah. And Shang Tsung says, okay, here's the deal. Kill them before the tournament starts, and then we don't have to fight them in the tournament, and we can win the tournament easier. Both of you guys. But hey, Scorpion, come here for a sec. Okay, so... Look, I know you hate Sub Zero. Dude yeah, fucking, fucking sucks. He I killed hate that you. Guy. Yeah, he killed sucks. you. He That's not me cool. Up. Uh. So, help him right now, and that means you definitely get to kill him later. And as we mm. all know, you're a Spectre, Smart. back from the dead, I am. trying to get revenge. You can get in like the Hall of Fame of your ninja clan. Oh shit! So we'll let you kill him later. Sub Zero's already gone off. Shang Tsung, I have to. I have to get over there. 
uh, okay that's that's cool man I, I it's it's cool that you said your thing but you, you can stop doing that when you're around me you know i'm kind of i'm kind of the guy i get you don't have to you can turn it off if you want okay i'm just gonna i'm just gonna get over there okay yeah thanks dude cool great thank you i'm gonna go back to standing by this door and cackling toasty and uh so they fight a bunch suddenly raiden shows up and it's like Cheng Sung, stop fucking breaking the rules you piece of shit i know what this is fuck you and um uh after they have a brief discussion raiden basically gives the rundown on what the uh mortal Kombat tournament is and why they're all there and they get to shang Tsung's island and they basically just get a bunch of backstory about um the tournament and the great kung lao and shang Tsung and goro and then they have to fight a bunch of tarkatans which are yes. called nomads and that's basically it yep that's we it we can get into the lore now but the plot is we're on a boat we're off a boat <laughs> yeah it's essentially like a it's an expanded sort of retelling of like the early moments from from the movie uh, it, it is worth mentioning here that the boat thing is a thing that got established in the john tobias comic for mortal kombat one got adapted into the malibu series got adapted into the movie into this animated special based on the movie into the scorpion's revenge movie it's it's present it's a big thing in mortal Kombat. is this fucking boat in shang sung's island right mm-hmm. it's always a boat but yeah this is basically an early retelling of or, or basically a retelling of those those early events with a bunch of other backstory and shit built into it so let's uh let's just uh let's just fucking get right into it man yeah okay so i have some questions i'd like you to clear up sure more than anything let's not i don't want we don't have to sit here and wax poetic about the weird animation right off the bat because there's some weird inconsistencies surrounding this mystical and mysterious tournament that they're heading to oh um i got some notes about that real quick can i get in with that sure fuck it can we talk about the animation just a little bit yeah we can do that first yeah. sure whatever so the whole thing is presented at cgi backgrounds with animated like people running around on them uh awkwardly moving around on them barely moving at times repeating the same motions repeatedly several times over yes within the same shot like it's <laughs> truly baffling it's real hanna-barbera bullshit they spent 16 dollars animating this special the CG scenes we do get when we ever whenever Raiden takes everyone into like a flashback telling them the story of the history of characters or whoever those are fully CG animated scenes and they're only fights and they look very bad they look PlayStation 1 early PlayStation 1 era graphics but it looks like some pre-reboot shit yeah we're not at reboot level in this but this Sean Catherine Derrick has not yet been trapped inside of reboot correct or she's just like eaten up too much uh, bandwidth that they couldn't fully render the animations. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Sean, we need all we need all those megabytes back. We need all those pixels to put in the put in the cartoon. It's like fuck off. I'm mining XLR. I don't know what that is. Uh, whatever. Um, what environment killing cryptocurrency is that? <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. All of those CG uh, fights were done with motion capture. <laughs> no fucking way they were. Yeah, they were. Why do they look so fucking weird then? Because the animation, the rendering like technology just wasn't there yet. It's so stiff and wonky. It is, but you see some you see some movement like uh the scene in particular I'm thinking of is when Sub-Zero is about to crack Scorpion's head. The right. the way he's moving feels a little bit more like they're it's essentially like CGI rotoscoping, right? Yeah, I don't know. I I never would have guessed it were or it had been uh geez louise motion captured holy hell yeah but it is <laughs> and it's just a super early it's a 1995 version of it so like it's you know it's pretty primitive but that's that's kind of groundbreaking i mean that's what video games today use you know right. especially mortal Kombat. what right? year did toy story come out do you know off the top of your head i'm probably 1995 i really I was don't just know say, how close are we to that for for it yeah. to look like this. I mean, to be fair, I'm sure Toy Story had a much longer development time and bigger budget. I and understand a larger budget. And it is uh, 1995, actually. Yeah, nobody yell at me. I understand that these are not directly comparable things. Okay, <laughs> but also, wowie. Yeah, wowie indeed. Some of it looks very weird. There's a spot later on with the 2D animation. Let's just talk about this now. You're right. Where uh, 
Johnny Cage just kind of walks backwards with a big funny yeah. steps. <laughs> yes, right at the end. He does it and like it 900 twice. times. Yeah. Like, he looks like he's doing like a bad moonwalk. It's hilarious. It's really not good. <laughs> Several it's, times. Yeah. And there's a lot of really bad looking slow-mo. That slow motion, that the 2D like animation. It, yeah. It, it physically hurt my eyes. I watched this on the Blu-ray. It physically hurt my eyes to watch those scenes yeah man like i gotta say this is like it's maybe not worth watching in its entirety despite its short length but it is worth seeking out what it looks like because we can only describe it to such an extent right so we're here to tell you the story of what happens in it and the story is people are on a boat and they get off the boat and they hear things about the history of Mortal Kombat. And they get a lore dump from Raiden. So let's dump some lore on our listener. So I have a few qualms sure. and quandaries. So something that is consistent to start is it's been 500 years. Once a generation, there is a tournament. Yep, yep. There's been nine tournaments. This is the 10th one. That's one about every 50 years. That tracks with what we've been told up to this point. Sure. Yes. Um. So first early question yeah for me because they're they're on a boat shanksons island blah 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 they set that up that's all right yes uh they say that scorpion and sub-zero are from ninja clans in outworld correct and they hang out in outworld and fight each other in outworld and then at the very end at the very end they're doing like character bios yeah during the credits to probably pad the runtime with a guy who says lin q instead of lin Kuei. yep and he says that Sub-Zero is from China. Yep. Huh? Here's the thing. Uh-huh. In terms of our universe, the Threshold Entertainment Conquest timeline that we're discussing, mm-hmm. those bio cards can and should be discarded. Ignored because, completely. Because they are the bio cards. I think they're the same as the bio cards from the uh, game manual and the John Tobias comic from Mortal Kombat 1 from the canon universe. And we're not we're not in that universe. So we throw those out right away because it also says in that that Scorpion is 32 years old and we know he's not. Right. That's sure. correct. He's also 62. Yeah. But the the fact that they say that the ninja clans are from Outworld is a big one because uh Lin Kuei definitely hanging out in Earth realm. Definitely. Yeah, they're definitely like, from Earth and are of Earth. Two blocks away from Zhu Zhen in Conquest, especially. I have a theory Scorpion, about this. Scorpion, the animal, is from Outworld. But Scorpion, yep. the man, is Takeda <laughs> from Earth. Okay, so here's here's how I make this work in my head. The Scorpion Sub-Zero inconsistency. This is off the dome, so give me uh, a little bit of time here. All right. Mm-hmm. We established last recording that after... Uh, the end of Conquest, at one point Raiden approached Sub-Zero to uh, fight for Earthrealm, and Sub-Zero refused. We pick up with Sub-Zero again in the Mortal Kombat movie, and he's working with Shang Tsung. My theory is sometime in the in, in the years in between, perhaps Sub-Zero has reunited with the Lin Kuei and has actually traveled to Outworld. Maybe the whole clan has transported into Outworld because there's just like more work there, right? The economy's better, and they want to get in on the side of the emperor who's going to win. That's theory. That's not nothing. Canon has said that. That's my guess as to why you, they could claim that the Lin Kuei are a ninja clan in Outworld in this specifically. Okay. Or we just throw out the Outworld thing altogether because this was early shit and they retconned it later on, and that's probably the more likely option. But the big difference is this story we pick up on the boat. And we've got Sub-Zero going off to fuck up the Earthrealm Warriors. And we've got Scorpion going off to help him fuck up the Earthrealm Warriors so they don't kill Sub-Zero and Scorpion can get his revenge so he can go rest in the, like, hallowed halls of the dead. The Hall of Fame. He wants to go to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, in his clans. uh, I want to see if I wrote down what what it was called. I don't know if I did. I can't find anything. The hallowed afterlife halls of your ancestors. Sure. Close enough. And then Raiden calls it... The funniest thing about the writing in this, aside from all of it, is while you're looking (laughs) for that, the part where... (laughs) The sacred halls of the dead. The part where Raiden is like, okay, this is up to you, Johnny Cage, and you, Sonya Blade, and you, Liu Kang. Like, he just keeps listing their fucking names. <laughs> and you, what Babe Perkins. And you, Scorpion. And you, Sub Zero. And you, the viewer at home. Like, 
Fuck. He is Scorpion from another ninja clan of Outworld, but he is also a specter. Now, you can make an argument that what we saw of Scorpion in Conquest was specter-like because he did come and possess Takeda. Mm -hmm. We all know what happened there, right? Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. That brought him back to life. That didn't make him a specter. That made him corporeal and living again. No, right? they say to, as a specter, he returns in his mortal body. Okay, but here's the, here's the key difference. Okay. And this will make more sense once we talk about the movie, but you've seen the movie. You know what I'm going to get at here. In Journey Begins, we see Sub-Zero in CGI motion capture freeze Scorpion and do what looks like he's about to smash his head in. As the camera cuts away, smashes his head. What does Scorpion in the Mortal Kombat movie have that Mortal Kombat Conquest Scorpion has never shown us? Uh, I don't know. You're going to have to answer this one. (laughs) He's got a skull head. Right. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Correct. So Takeda Scorpion was alive all of this time until this battle with Sub-Zero that we saw in this movie or in this Animated. animated special, this animated special when he got his head cracked and was killed by Sub-Zero. Then he comes back as the Spectre version, but he doesn't really have a head anymore. And that's the version we see in the movie. So technically, I can make that Scorpion Sub-Zero thing work in canon with Mortal Kombat Conquest. I don't understand why Sub-Zero is still alive. He's 500 years old at this point. I don't care. It doesn't matter. It really couldn't matter less. There is uh, yeah. So we get ages for a lot of these characters at the end of these bio cards. So yes. some of the ages in that are 2,000 <laughs> 1,000 plus and eternal. So I don't think they care about this shit either. <laughs> but for sake of for the for the sake of storyline, for the sake of saying that this is part of our timeline, I think that I'm satisfied enough with the evidence they've shown us to make an argument that like I'll allow it. Yeah, this sure. could have happened. That's the only big thing in this that stuck out. Now there was another moment in this where uh, they show us something that does not line up with what the official timeline said, which is when we visit uh, our old pal, uh, the great Kung Lao, and we see yeah. his fight with Goro, which uh, does not last a week. No, it lasts about seven minutes instead of seven days. Yeah, uh, yeah he just sort of unceremoniously uh, gets his like neck snapped with a big karate chop at the end. Yep. Uh, Pretty sad. Frankly. I simply will not stand for this. Yeah, so you're you're deciding that this is not... Maybe this is Raiden just like... Speeding through it. Speeding through it, yeah. Yeah. No, no, yeah, 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 no. We need to be done better by our boy here. Definitely. After and, uh, after 22 episodes of hanging with Kung Lao, uh, he deserved <laughs> a more ceremonial... friend of the show, Paolo Montalban. Frankly, he deserved better. The character deserved better he than did. both Conquest and this gave him. Business out of the way. That's business. That was all business right there. Can we talk about... What are we going to talk about the big egg? I'm gonna, I do want to hit just a few <laughs> moments from this. <laughs> yeah, we do not need to talk about every single thing in this because it's, it's all really fucking dumb mostly. Yeah, but I I just... I do love Duroc that. Duroc and his big egg. <laughs> <laughs> eggs for... More eggs for father. <laughs> more eggs for daddy. <laughs> we got it. I do want to talk about like when they're back on the boat. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on a fucking boat. So they, don't, they don't even know why they're on the boat. She says she just walked onto the boat and then the boat took off into the ocean. And she yeah. didn't think to ask any fucking questions. Well, she does say that she's looking for a, a person, like she, a, a suspect, a fugitive. We all know that that's Kano. Kano wasn't in this. The show has a Kano dysfunction. That doesn't work as well. Yeah, but she's just trying to get her radio to work. Liu Kang, who I legit almost just called Kung Lao is just sitting up on a crate <laughs> meditating and Johnny Cage is puking over the side of the boat. Yeah, he's having a bad time. And then when Sony's like, I'm looking for a wanted man, he's like, all the ladies want me. I'm a wanted man. Everyone wants me. Keeping the true horny spirit of Mortal Kombat alive. Somebody Thank you, has Johnny to. Cage. Johnny Cage and Liu Kang both, by the way, are already shirtless. Totally. 100%. And they yes. appear, they seem to have not have even brought clothes. Everyone in this looks like their video game counterpart for yes. the most part. Sonya looks like Mortal Kombat 1 Sonya. Liu Kang looks like Liu Kang all the time. Johnny Cage missing the Johnny tattoo on his chest, but will allow it. And uh, yeah, 
Raiden looks like Mortal Kombat 1 Raiden. Shang Tsung is old man Shang Tsung, so he's aged quite a bit since the last time we saw him. Right. He'll get he'll get immediately younger the next time we see him. He has changed the way he dresses. He is no longer a cool biker. He yeah. is more of an old man now. Blue robe. It's it's Mortal Kombat 1 Shang Tsung. Like they picked out game models for everybody in this, right? I don't know. Man. Why does Liu Kang talk like he's uh, an excited five-year-old? Uh that's my temple fuck <laughs> that's yeah. i go there i went to school there yeah <laughs> that's, that's where i'm from totally the energy he's bringing to this oh, i thought they were telling me a whole bunch of fucking lies and baby boy bullshit but no it's real and i'm there yeah raiden pops into the boat once the sub-zero and scorpion oh. attack happens oh we have one more oh. conquest thing to talk about yes in the shang Tsung lore yeah raiden makes it explicitly clear that Shang Tsung fucked up. Yep. And he was sent to the to the cobalt mines. Totally. And it's like, that's canon, baby. Hell yeah. That is. That's ours. And I missed that. When I was looking for cobalt mine shit back in our first mythologies episode, I mentioned that the cobalt mines got name dropped in the Mortal Kombat 4 comic. Never uh never realized that it gets fucking name dropped in this also. Yeah. Boom. Cobalt it's that mines. Deep lore. Yeah, um, deep lore, baby. John Tobias, come on the show. Why do they call the Tarkatans legions of nomads? Because that's what they used to call the Tarkatans before they came up with Tarkata. Got it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And um, okay, so so here's the thing. We can talk about this more next week. But that scene at the end of this where all the Tarkatans are fighting the, the new crew. God. Um, no, but we're just going to call them the, the boys. The, the, the boys characters. in Sonya. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Liu Kang, Sonya Blade, and... Uh, Johnny Cage. I wanted to say Kung Lao so bad, fuck. Right? God, <laughs> there's so many habits to break. I don't want to break them. No. No, we won't. That was like an analog of the scene where they all get attacked by the the warriors who are not explicitly Tarkatans in the movie. Just the guys that we saw all over Conquest with their, with their red head wraps and shirtless and the hammer pants and everything. Right, yeah. It was a version of that. So in my head... I've always conflated like, oh, this was a stylistic choice. You, will, I like that you will find anything that will connect these things together consistently. I, I appreciate you. <laughs> You're gonna get so sick of it so quick, but it's the whole gimmick at this point. Our gimmick can't be loving Mortal Kombat Conquest anymore. It has to be making everything else about Mortal Kombat Conquest. Sure, that is actually the basis of the show. Yeah, absolutely. The earliest point in the timeline. Um, so I, I thought that in this, making them look like Baraka in the Tarkatans was a stylistic choice and they were mostly just outworld warriors or all of the outworld warriors that we saw in the movie that we then saw in conquest were supposed to be Tarkatan nomads and right. they just didn't have the budget to go that far with it all you know Johnny calls Shang Tsung a demon sorcerer he does yep I know I'm not following the things that you're saying very directly but there's just a lot of weird shit in here. Yeah, we're going to let's I think skipping around is there fine. Is a Once... full, there is a full fight scene dedicated to Goro and a brother I didn't know he had named Durok fighting yes. over a diamond encrusted jeweled egg to give to their dad. Yeah, who is we know is King Gorbak, but is not named. They don't name him this. as such. But and then so the whole the whole purpose of that sequence is Goro loses, but he tries to steal the egg and he's hanging off of a cliff and he's like, brother save me like the lion king and totally. um and then in this version that happens and he gets saved and then goro's like gotcha and he fucking kicks him off a cliff and then his brother is holding the egg and the cliff and he's like goro's like give me the egg give me the egg i'll let you up if you give me the egg and then he does and he just kicks his brother into a big pit and goreback yeah. is like Oh, hell yeah, son. I love you so much. It's so great that you're so deceitful and ruthless. Sweet prank, son. <laughs> dude, dude, look. Somebody told Durok there's cameras there and there, and he just got <laughs> punked. Yeah, fucking pranked, yeah. Um, fuck. Yeah. Shang Tsung pulls pranks in this. Shang Tsung and uh, the master from the Temple of the Order of Light start their yeah. fight by doing some in-unison stretching that seems to have nothing to do with the actual fight for a long time. Just ceremonial. But that lines up with what we saw in Conquest also. There's something very specific when we're seeing this fight, this flashback fight between Shang Tsung and the Temple Master of the Order of Light, where we do see, they mention, I wrote it down, hold on, this is a big one. Uh, Raiden, while he's telling the, the main characters, 
about the Shang Tsung versus the Temple Master fight, he says that uh, Shang Tsung has the power to reach into his opponent's soul and know their secrets and desires, exactly like what Master Cho taught him how to do in uh, the Shang Tsung episode of Conquest. Right. I don't know. That's a good connection, I think. Yeah, totally. I think... Yeah. As long, I, I'm looking forward to the part where these connections over the next however many episodes get increasingly tenuous and hard to prove. Oh, it'll happen. I'm, I know. I'm really excited. It's going to happen, and I'm going to flex hard to try to make it work. Yeah, that's no, cool. So uh, I think it's worth just sort of reestablishing here. So this whole tape is basically something to distract a child with. Yes, totally. And it's really not anything more than that, which is why it's, you know, low budget and reuses animation and kind of looks dumb. Yeah. Uh, which does make it a little bit hard to talk about. Also, uh, at the very end, I have a problem, actually. <clears throat> so they established pretty early on that Mortal Kombat is a one-on-one fighting tournament that was built on honor and, like, you know, right. duty and whatever the fuck. And then Shang Tsung corrupted it with his dark magic. But yeah. and his ability to look into people's souls. But it's still a one-on-one fighting tournament. And uh, yeah. so Raiden is like, remember, I can't help you guys after Mortal Kombat starts. And then they're being swarmed by Shang Tsung and a bunch of Tarkatan warriors at the end. And he just goes, right. well... Would you look at the time? Mortal Kombat has started. I'm gonna get out of here. And he just fucking yeah. leaves. But there was there was to tie it back to conquest again. Holy shit, I'm good at this. Yeah, it's uh, your whole job from here on out, so I hope you are. Every time Raiden has intervened, when he intervened on the boat, when he intervened because he did jump in like five minutes into that battle with all the nomads, he did show up and call out Shang Tsung again for like, hey man, you're pulling more pranks. It's not in the spirit of Mortal Kombat because Shang Tsung broke the rules twice and Raiden was able to intervene. And that's consistent with what we saw in the uh, whichever Korea episode it was where Bruce Locke as Shang Tsung was held captive. And the way that Raiden was able to do something about it was to get them to break a rule, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it kind of works still. But yeah. Yeah, man. Raiden in this really very much is still fucking gym coach Raiden who gives bad pep talks, isn't just, he? Just he does not have the charisma of fucking Jeffrey Meek. He doesn't. But he's like, he's, yeah, so so this whole thing is framed around the, the, the new characters exploring the island. I did want to say in that scene where they, where Shang Tsung welcomes everyone, all of the warriors to the island, there is a woman in the background in a green leotard. Okay. Like posing, posing ready for battle. Did you see the dude standing behind who I was just calling Baraka, who looks like he's wearing fucking glasses? Dude yeah, the looks fucking like Mr. dude looks like the Mr. Peanut nerd. with robot arms. The fucking nerd with the shoulder pad and the glasses. Yeah, yeah he looks I saw like him. fucking Mr. Peanut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that guy. Fuck that guy. <laughs> it's fucking PBS logo looking motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking dumbass. But this, and there's just a dude with a beard. There's just a yeah. regular guy, and they're all just like standing around doing kicks, you know. So fucking funny! Holy shit! Yeah, but there's this lady Ugh. in the background, and she's in a green, like a green one piece, right? And it's not Vorpax. Gave me Vorpax vibes, but what it mostly gave me vibes for is something that we're going to see when we get to Defenders of the Realm. There is an episode of Defenders of the Realm that focuses around a warrior woman tribe of amazons who wear mostly green sounds like kriya to me kriya and the gang i'm theorizing it was like a proto version of kriya and i do wonder if this was a direct reference to that or if they were just like we need a cool battle chick in the background for our sake it is a reference for our sake it is a reference anything that could be a reference is a reference now and i'm going to try very hard once we get to that episode of defenders of the realm to see if i can make it work why did johnny cage and Liu kang both know to say then again, maybe not in unison, and then did the exact same move. Because they have... They haven't even known each other that long. No, but they hit it off instantly. They're quipping. Johnny, Johnny Cage, Cage didn't even know where he was going on that fucking boat. But he's really going going for the ride, isn't he? He's like, going the distance. He's going for speed. It is insane that you said that because... Did you have a joke about that somehow? I did. <laughs> This is why we're co-hosts. We've established this. <laughs> I was going to reference, because when they get to Shang Tsung's Island on the boat, the sun is coming out. And immediately in my head, I was like, the sun has gone down and the moon has come. <laughs> <laughs> and long ago, somebody left on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Now we, I think we know our song for... <laughs> <laughs> this is the one. I don't even know what that song's called. <laughs> it's fucking the boat song. <laughs> 
he's going the distance. It's the distance. It's called the distance. By by cake. Why yeah. is the thumbnail for the music video a guy in a suit wearing a bucket hat holding Santa Claus's head? Uh, stay tuned for a bonus episode on cakes <laughs> going. <the> dist- <laughs> this song wasn't right. even out yet. <laughs> Maybe it's about this. It's inspired. Yeah, right. of course. So, of course. So the whole. So this whole animated special is framed around Raiden taking the new characters around, telling them about Mortal Kombat, telling them about characters, basically just giving them bad news over and over and over again, right? He's like, uh, so we got we got a couple ninjas here, Scorpion and Sub-Zero. They're enemies, but they're both working for Shang Tsung because they're afraid of Shang Tsung, and uh, they have special magic powers. And everyone else is also afraid they of They have Shang special Tsung. magic powers, and you don't. Oh, that guy up there standing in the doorway behind Shang Tsung in the dark, that's Goro, the Prince of Shokan. He's got four arms, and he... Oh, by the way, uh, Liu Kang, he killed your great-great-great-grandfather. You know, that guy that you were taught to idolize and follow the teachings of your whole life? Yeah, this guy fucked him up in mere seconds, according to this interpretation. Which is why I think I think that Raiden is trying to psych Liu Kang out, right? To make him take the, shit, the threat more seriously. Yeah, so I, I guess. Harder. Yeah, because this whole thing is like, so I'm going to tell you all the shit that's about to kill you, and then yeah. Liu Kang smartly goes you know why did you tell us this now uh because we don't have time to really take any of these lessons to harder practice and raiden basically says you're right you don't okay bye just positive energy and self-confidence believe in yourself you You have secret hidden powers sonia remember if you watch to the end of the tape you will discover that you have energy spheres (laughs) and you can and kiss people to death spiked rope yeah man that's it. I mean, it's just a bunch of these these vignettes about yeah. Mortal Kombat shit. If we some get of which this, ties in and some of it doesn't. If we get this to the right length, people should listen to this as a commentary. I think we're a little bit past it at this point. but Watch the credits twice. We also went wildly out of order. so <laughs> It doesn't matter. <laughs> we could have done it as a straight commentary. We really but could have, right. but you know, we're cowards. So, But here's the big takeaways, right? Raiden still gives lousy pep talks. That's very <laughs> consistent sucks. with Conquest. Shang Tsung sucks. Uh, the backstories, for the most part, we can make line up with Conquest. That's really good. And uh, we got to hear that Mortal Kombat theme song at the beginning and at the end. The that opening is fucking dope as fuck. The opening is chaos. Yeah. It's like the opening and then a new line credits, a new line cinema's opening, and then another yeah. opening for the actual tape, and then the narration starts. It's fucking, it's mile a minute. It really is. Anyway, there, there's absolutely better ways to spend 40 minutes of your time. Yes. Now. Even if you're a Mortal Kombat fan, to be completely honest. When I was a child, around, I'd say, yeah, probably around April 1995. Uh, right on time. This had gotten a write-up. This this videotape had gotten a write-up in Game Pro Magazine. Uh, and I searched the internet to try to see if I could find if anybody scanned that shit, and I didn't find it. I'm going to keep looking for it. I bet it's out there. But yeah, they had a whole thing about, oh, Mortal Kombat's getting an animated movie and it's going to tie into the live action movie that's coming out and you should see it. So I remember going to Blockbuster, renting this tape, coming home super psyched to watch it on like a Friday night or a Saturday night or whatever, right? On a Tuesday afternoon, aka Mortal Kombat time. I've got another story about that, actually. About Uh, what? What about what I said could even have prompted a thought? (laughs) I'll get there. Okay. Rented this, watched it. Got shocked when it was over and I didn't have a complete story. Uh, felt cheated. So I just rewound it and watched it again and rewound it and watched it again. I think I watched it three times that night. Jeez, that's tragic. World's first. That was your first cinematic betrayal. It was. And I watched. It also had on it a documentary. Like a documentary is a strong word. It had like behind the scenes like promotional stuff for the movie. And I think the trailer for the movie was on there too. So I watched the shit out of that. And I remember them very specifically in the commentary, in the the uh, the behind the scenes footage, talking about the scene where um, Robin Show as Liu Kang runs up the wall and backflips off of it when he's fighting Sub-Zero and how right. he like actually did that. Because Robin Show was like a Hong Kong stunt worker before he was acting in movies. And they're like making this big thing. They're like, we got dudes in this movie fucking running up walls. Yo, it's just tight. A, just a bunch of guys being dudes. Yeah, I remember that specifically. That was a cool part of the movie for sure. They also did that very same move in animated fashion in this movie. Twice. With Liu Kang running, running up a wall and flipping back. Yeah, twice in horrible 
blurry slow motion and i was like this is the opposite of the cool thing that they do in the movie this is just really 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 bad but as a kid i loved this video by the time i like had gotten through it the third time i was like yeah this is pretty sick i like watching all the fights it's cool the cg graphics at the time were dope as hell they have not aged well at all no, but at the time not even they a little sick bit. as fuck <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I can understand why it would be exciting as a kid, for sure. Cut to... <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe a year later, whenever, once the movie has been released on home video, right? I live in Florida. We had a day, I think it must have been a hurricane day, where certain schools were closed. And my older brother's middle school was I like closed. how we have snow days up here and you're having a fucking hurricane day. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. We had like a hurricane day. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was that tropical storm, whatever. But I went to school in a different, a different school because I was younger, but also just in a different city than my brother did. My older brother did. So he had a day off school that I didn't. I had to go to school. That sucked for that day. But it came back to me when I got a day off, a planned holiday from school, right? Like a teacher still in session, like an administrative PA day, you know? PA day. Sure. That's what I know those as. But my brother who had gotten a bonus day off had to make it up. What? So, Wait, yeah. what? Yep. How the fuck does that, what? How does that work? What do you mean well, he had to school, make an extra day up? His school had been closed, so they missed a day of school. So they had to make that, yeah, day, because that of a hurricane. day of school up. Right. What do you mean you had to make it up? I don't understand why. That's rules around here, man. If a school was closed for a week, you would have to make up that week of school. You need to have a certain number of days of school. I guess I've never encountered a problem where my school had been closed for a week. So it's never really been a problem. <laughs> that's very weird. Well, I, I haven't either, but like that's the, what we were told. So my brother suddenly has... Uh, a uh, day that he has to make up the the day of school that he would have normally gotten off and guess who didn't you this guy over here so i was young and Scor it was my, scorpion. my parents scorpion it was scorpion it was the, no, the answer was, was scorpion <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so i had scorpion come hang out hang out that day <laughs> no. i was young and it was like my both of my parents worked my brother had to go to school and he was in middle school which lasts forever right like they don't get out of school until like 4 30 or some shit Okay. And I was home alone. So my mom took me, my parents, mom or dad, I don't remember who, took me to the video store the night before. And I rented a bunch of videos that I could stay home and watch on this day off from school where nobody else was home. So I couldn't like go anywhere or do anything fun. Right? Right. And I remember renting Mortal Kombat Journey Begins. Okay. Mortal Kombat. Right. And Beavis and Butthead do Christmas. <laughs> okay. Wait, what month was it? <laughs> It was not Christmas time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But I just wanted to watch some Beavis and Butthead because all my friends were into it. And anyway, that's a different story. So I then on this day home from school rewatched Mortal Kombat Journey Begins into Mortal Kombat. Did you feel like you got a complete story that time? I was, I guarantee you, I was fucking hyped and so into it at that <laughs> time. I was probably like home alone as a kid. Nobody's home. And I'm trying to like do the karate moves in the living room, probably jumping over the couch and shit. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. hundred percent. It's a good memory. So I have a nostalgia for this in particular that now having watched it, not as a novelty, but to actually dissect it from a story perspective. Mm -hmm. uh, the nostalgia's really worn off. Yeah, there's, there's... Thanks to this show. There's not a lot of a reason to go back to this. No, it's an interesting novelty. I, I will say that. It's a, it's, a, it's a novelty. I think if you've got the Blu-ray, if you stumble across the web link, whatever. I think if you and the, and the, and the gang were going to watch the movie and you were already kind of trashed, you could get away with uh, tossing this on beforehand and just having some laughs. But other than that, I don't really sure. know. It's not necessary viewing. It's only important for this show and for us because I knew it touched on things that would tie back into Conquest. I don't really think we have much more to say about this. Thing. No, I was uh, not alive when this yeah. came out and I'm seeing it for the first time now and I have no nostalgia <laughs> for it and therefore no goodwill to potentially ruin. Uh, it's wonky and weird and cheap and that's fine, but I do not have a lot of profound things to say about it. It's a far, far cry from the heights of Mortal Kombat Conquest. I miss the crew so bad already. <laughs> and I already miss the crew, exactly. So like, bad. Uh, so bad. Uh, I think 
The good news, though, is that next week, when we get into the live-action movie... Now, I think we've both watched this pretty recently. I know I have. That's, I think, going to lift our spirits quite a bit. Hopefully. Honestly. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Then we just have Annihilation to... Which we've also seen relatively recently. ...to contend with, which uh, I think will still be a good time. Then we get to get into some better, but also still very weird Mortal Kombat animation with Defenders of the Realm. Yeah, honestly, let's not even... Let's just... Let's leave that for the day it arrives. I don't want to... Sure. get too far down the road here but speaking of roads do you want to walk uh onto that mysterious and magical boat over there <laughs> see where we end up going yeah, i don't know it looks like it's made out of cg i doubt it's very seaworthy but uh CG fuck it let's g stands for ocean going boat <laughs> is that anything yeah <laughs> doesn't sound like it <laughs> okay let's get out of here Onto that All right, boat. Corey. We're specifically what, getting onto the boat. What do you have? Ahoy! To Can you play like a like a foghorn? Absolutely, I can. <laughs> Good idea. Hell yeah! Don't. You, you can include me saying it if you want, but if you want to just have a funny foghorn without me mentioning it, feel free. No, this is going to work perfectly because we <laughs> talked about the boat earlier, and I can drop it in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. It's... And then we get to the end, and they hear where it came from. Oh, uh, dude, we're building our own lore. We're really. Uh, it's beautiful. Uh, playing with the format you know and with that said yeah so uh if you want to listen to me on whatever boat journey of your own that you're taking uh first of all you can find me on twitter and letterbox at mr Corey price i have another podcast with uh, our friend liam called they made another one where we talk about obscure reboots and remakes and sequels and all that good stuff that is uh they made another on twitter and they made another one on all of your podcast services it's got blue art and a question mark and exclamation point in the uh title if you're trying to find it and uh that's what i'm that's what i've got going on that's me uh i am not a ninja from outworld and neither (laughs) are these ninjas and you can find me on twitter at final neil follow my retro gaming instagram account at final neil retro uh follow the show on twitter and instagram at mk podquest right into the show send in voice clips mkpodquest at gmail.com or send us a voice thing through our anchor page anchor.fm slash mkpodquest Subscribe to the show. Give us good five-star reviews. We just watched this 40-minute thing for you guys. So uh, You owe us. <laughs> you fucking you owe us, guys. That's yeah, and uh, time check to- us out on YouTube. Ultimate MK Podquest. Watch it. Oh, yeah, that's a good place, actually, to get a screenshot of this bad boy. Yeah, there's going to be... There's going to be some screenshots of this bad boy. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> All right. Sorry we didn't go in order. It's really just a series of vignettes, so who cares? We didn't go in any more or less order than they did. They could have told those stories in any order they wanted. Yeah. Time to set sail. Yeah. Cheerio, <laughs> fellas in the Navy, etc. You know the one. <laughs> <laughs>